0: You are listening to The Legal Community Podcast, hosted by Guy Remond and Dave Zampano, powered by Guider. Guider provides self-service online legal documents supported by your local attorney. Fast, affordable, and in your own time. For more information and resources, please visit guider.legal and enjoy the
1: show. Hello everyone and welcome to the legal community podcast. I'm Lisa Rozier with Dave Zampano and today's special guest from Proudmouth Mr. Matt Halloran. What's going on Matt?
0: Just living the dream, my friend just living the dream. It's a beautiful uh, day here in Michigan so
1: there we go. We were just saying how Michigan is it's booming huh you loving it there? How's the weather?
0: <laughs> uh, it's it, it, well we had fall spring which happens a lot and then we got seven inches of snow and uh, today it's 60 degrees so that's what we live with in Michigan so.
1: I love it. I love it. Well, Matt, I appreciate you coming on to the Legal Community Podcast and joining us. And today, we want to learn about
2: you. You know, Lisa, one yeah. of the things I had the opportunity to meet with Matt in the past, and uh, Matt has a podcast, a very successful podcast called Pop Advisor Marketing Podcast. And Proudmouth is a big influence accelerator, right? And so he's in the marketing space with the financial services industry, which I'm going to link really to legal services here in a second. But I think it's also important to note, and I think, Matt, you are an early adopter of the concept of podcasts. You have over 4,000 podcast episodes produced to date and over 50,000 social media posts. So this is obviously something you've been passionate about for some time. And I know why you started in the financial services industry. I think what you're finding is Some of the core concepts that you've experienced there can very easily be correlated over to the legal industry. So why don't you give us a little background about that and kind of how you see the similarities? Well, I think attorneys
0: and the legal community suffer from the exact same thing that financial advisors suffer from, which is really twofold. Number one is they don't have the greatest reputation in their community and they need to combat that. And the best way to do that is to get your voice out in the marketplace. But the second thing, which I think is even more powerful is I know your listeners sit around and they're like, how come nobody knows about me? I'm the best kept freaking secret in my area what we do is we help get that expert's voice out in the marketplace in a very structured and systematic way. And the other thing, too, is we deal with compliance all the time. There are certain things that advisors are flat out not allowed to say. So we've got all sorts of redundancies and things in place to make sure that they don't get themselves in trouble is also somewhat applicable. I mean, I know that you guys have rules and regulations uh, that a lot of you have to live by, not to the extreme that financial advisors do with fines, but you do need to have some people who are making sure that they're listening to what you're saying, so you don't say stuff you're not supposed
1: to. Yeah. that makes absolute sense in the legal industry. We can't say expert it's One word we have to stay away from. <laughs> so those, are, well, there, there are those ethic rules. So I could see how there's similarities between the financial industry and the legal industry. So, so what exactly is it that you, you do?
0: There's a really smart guy named Gary Vanderchuk. I'm sure many, many people have heard of him. He's kind of very famous right now in the world of marketing. And he had this concept that you do something once and then take that one marketing media and turn it into every other aspect of your content. And so my partner Kirk and I realized it about five years ago is how long we've been in existence that advisors and our experts were really tired of people telling them what to do. They needed somebody to do it for them that they trusted. So that's the entire system that we've built. Our clients show up. They record, they block 45 minutes on their calendar for about a 30-minute podcast. Then we take that podcast, make it sound amazing, take it through post-production, intro, outro, all of that stuff, syndicate it to all the major players. But then our secret sauce really is, is taking that content, that organic thought leadership... And turning it into very engaging social media assets for them, because it shouldn't always point back to the podcast, but it should be pointing to your thought leadership. Algorithms don't like when you repurpose other people's stuff, they want you creating your own stuff. And like LinkedIn just changed a couple of rules recently. So we have our fingers on the pulse of what from an algorithmic standpoint that LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook are really looking for. And we make adjustments to that social media copy to please the algorithm, I know that sounds ridiculous that we're pleasing artificial intelligence, but we're really good at that. And it's really important for us to pay attention to it.
2: As a lawyer, I've always, I have only—I built my whole practice, multi-million dollar state plan practice. I'm working, collaborating with financial professionals. Back in the 90s, when I started, about my 30th year, I remember knocking on the doors of financial professionals and they basically kicked me out. They, they said, you're the enemy. You're the deal killer. We don't want to talk to you. And over time, I won them over I said, no, 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 we need to be working together as estate planning attorneys. I'm really good at protecting people's personal financial freedom. What I'm not really good at is telling them what stock to invest in and how to balance their portfolio. And so I can protect their assets, but I can't help grow and enhance their assets. So, so I, I think what has been your experience when you work with lawyers and their interaction with attorneys?
0: Well, oh my god so that's actually what what you just said is a part of our entire marketing system right and so we tell financial advisors through our guest system so we've got nine podcast growth tactics and this is like three of them bring your estate planning attorneys on bring your legal friends on your podcast because you guys get to wax philosophical advisors get to deepen relationships with their attorney friends right their referral partners that they're already referring and then you look like you have a really deep bench and a unified front This is one of the greatest ways for our advisors to market is to pick those attorneys, those legal professionals that they trust and have relationships with, and guess what? You as that lawyer get exposure to the entire advisor's community, right? And then, of course, the advisor gets exposed to yours. So it's this wonderful sort of symbiotic relationship that we build in. So we don't just do it with attorneys. We do it with CPAs. We do it with the divorce attorneys. We do it with real estate professionals, life coaches. That's the sort of stuff because as you know, Dave, and Lisa and I talked about this previously, You have to have a deep bench. You have to have a lot of trusted relationships. And when you bring that out and say, hey, look, you know, I'm a smart person and you guys love me to death. But guess what? I got all these other people that I love too, and you should love them too. Rising tide lifts all boats, brother,
2: and it wins. You know, it's funny. man. It reminds me of a a concept. Pretty popular gentleman from about 2,000 years ago said you're never a prophet in your own town. And one of the things that I remember is Third party credibility, right? Yeah. I could stand on the mountaintop all day long and tell people why it's important to do estate planning as an estate planning attorney. But when that financial professional says to the client, "You really need to get your estate plan done," all of a sudden bells go off, the stars align, fireworks are in the sky, and people are like, "Oh, cool! How would I do that? Who would I talk to?" So I do think I think this is true of lawyers. I think it's true of financial service professionals, bankers. CPAs, all these what I call professional associations and people within them that we really do, and I'm here's a big word, collaborate to work together because look, we can't be great at everything, right? If we all do a little bit really well at what we get really good at what we do well, and we partner with, coordinate with, collaborate, other people who do what they do really well, I think the winner is the consumer. How does that translate? Again, I think I see the message. Now, how does that translate when you're talking about podcasts? And again, someone has written fifty thousand social media posts. How do you capture that? Well, we use a conversation
0: interview format that really we have professional, they're basically journalists who interview our advisors and our experts. And so what that does is their entire focus is to pull out your level of genius, but the genius has to come prepared. So they have to have three to five talking points or questions that they want to be able to have my professional voice talents, ask them in order to pull out their genius. But what ends up happening, Dave is super cool. After we build the confidence of our client behind the microphone, they take over the show. They start interviewing their friends and family. They start, some of them interview clients. Like you could actually do that in your community, which we can't do unless you're a specific kind of RIA, which I'm not going to get into all of that. But (laughs) estate planning attorneys could absolutely interview their clients. Hey, what is it like? How does it feel now that your entire estate plan is done? Oh my God. Talk about third party credibility, dude. That is absolutely humongous. And if you have the opportunity to have those sorts of interviews and you start controlling the show, that's when magic really happens. But I want to get back to this whole collaboration thing that you talked about very quickly. When I grew up in this industry, right? It was mine, 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 right? You get away. This is my, my client, my relationship, you, you're going to steal. Just like you said, you're going to steal whatever. People have really switched gears and they realize that they should be hyper focused on what they really know. And it actually makes you look smarter when you say you don't know. <laughs> I don't know more than I could ever imagine. I know a very, very limited amount of stuff. So like for instance, we have 30 people who work for our organization now, people who are way better writers than I ever was when Kirk and I started this. We've got, I've got professional podcast hosts. One of them has done 1600 episodes. That's all they do. They're better at this than I am, right? I think that's where the world is going is you need to hire people who are stronger, faster, better, and build relationships with people who are stronger, faster, better, smarter, right? That's where we start making jazz music instead of all these instruments going against each other.
2: You know, that reminds me of another thing. as I think back over my last 20 years of coaching, meaning me being coached by other, I was always learned. Hang out with people smarter than you, oh, yeah. and that brings your level of game up. And I think there was a quote, I don't know if it's Peter Drucker who said it, or Jack Welch. He said, your success will be determined by the five to seven people you hang out with. And that's true in your personal life and your professional life. Right? You see people with them, their whole personal life is a mess. Well, look at the people they hang out with, look at their life, what they're doing. It's like, you know, is anyone surprised? No one around that person surprised. That person seems surprised, right? Well, I think it's true in the professional industry as well. We hang, we, we got the privilege as professionals to interact with aligned what we call allied professionals, right? The financial services professionals, the accounting professionals, the legal professionals. And I'm going to add in the banking professionals. Really, uh, now, even when you're in the elder law section, the social services professionals, we, we, I, think, I think it's gone beyond that we have an obligation yeah. as professionals. To become more knowledgeable with those other professions, so that we can become better advocates to our clients, I, I think that's a critical. Yeah, I think I think that's on us. What say you? Well, like you were just talking
0: about elder care, right? So of course, my podcasting brain starts working. So yeah, do you need to have social services in there? Do you need a social security expert in there? Yes. Do you need a long-term care expert in there? Yes. Do you need to have somebody who can convert your home so you can stay in your flipping home? And then what happens when you can't stay in your home? Then you need to bring somebody who has advanced care, right? You see what I'm saying? I mean, you bring on these people onto your show and you're providing unbelievable value. You really truly become that trusted expert. And that is what our entire goal is. We just found Dave and it's just this is just podcasting is wicked convenient right I don't have to worry about lighting or if my hair is done or that my makeup looks good I get behind a microphone I make sure Dude, that they it look marvelous well I appreciate that you no, <laughs> thankfully I don't think anybody can see me but uh if they can hi how you do it but anyway and it's also very intimate this is the last thing a lot of people will say to oh me, big words know, love that video 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 why why aren't I doing video well you have to it's not an and Or it's not an, or it's an and, but the video is not as transportable. People listen to podcasts in their quiet time. So I want all of your listeners to think, when is the last time you were invited into your ideal prospects, quiet time without being creepy? And the answer is never, right? So here's when people listen to podcasts, when they're exercising, when they're driving to work, when they're cooking dinner, or they're getting ready in the morning. Could you imagine being one of the first things that your ideal clients and or prospects listen to every day? That's so powerful. And you're building a relationship with those people and you don't even know it, right? You're not on the phone, hammering the phone or calling to ask for referrals or doing webinars and seminars. So by the way, all that stuff's great. Again, it's not an or it's an and, but this is just such a great way to have portable intimacy and really build relationships with the people that you want.
1: So a couple of things, like when we were coming into the conversation today, I'm like, all right, this is Matt. He's marketing expert. He's Absolutely into the realm of podcasts, and he's in the financial industry. I think we talked about why you started all this, right? And what's working, and why is podcasting the scalable answer? So, based off of what you just said, you know, people are doing this and they're getting ready, and they're doing, you know, you're very intrusive, and there's four different ways that they're listening to the podcast. So, that's you getting the product to the channel. Mm -hmm. We talked about social media and getting it the traction, but what do you recommend to your professionals in how to increase engagement for people to listen to the show? Because we could do all of this work, and you and I, as marketers, understand we could do all of this great work, but if you don't take the proper steps to implement it, You know, it's all about a little bit of that mindset. You know, I always say, we're not field of dreams. We, if we build it, they will come. We are absolutely going to build it, but we have to take some proper steps to get the people to come. So what do you recommend to your clients, to your podcast entrepreneurs and how to get their community to start doing those four things, listening to you when you're getting ready for work in the morning, driving, cooking and working out?
0: So part of it is our company's name is Proudmouth for a very specific reason, because we believe that you should be so proud of who you are and what you do that you're going to speak it from the mountaintops. All right. So you have to organically market your show. That's the foundation. Every time you're in a client meeting, you talk about your podcast, you send it out to your entire mailing list. Again, when you're out and about, we have an advisor very quickly. We have an advisor who who says, when they say, what do you do for a living? He says, I run a financial services podcast. What? You do what? Yeah, I have a podcast that teaches people how to make better financial decisions. Oh my God, you make a living with that? Well, no, I don't make a living with that, but that's what I do because that's what I actually do in my living. It changes the conversation. If you say I'm an attorney, the door is slammed. I sell insurance, the door is slammed. How do you make it so that you can actually be more approachable? I have a podcast is a really powerful way. You have to organically market it. You have to be really proud of who you are, what you do and what you know and you have to be proud of this media of delivery. Then, Lisa, then you start implementing our nine podcast growth tactics. What happens there when you actually start using our actual marketing techniques, you build these concentric circles of listeners and influence, but it takes time. So as we wrap up today, I need to put a couple of very clear expectations in place. If anybody here is interested in in podcasting, there's a couple of things you need to know. Number one, this is long form marketing. This is not lead generation. This is not gonna have you have quick pops within the first three months. We're talking nine to 12 months of doing the work to build your credibility and build your library. After you get nine to 12 months in, you start making money from this, but yep. you have to be in it for the long term. There were 2 million podcasts started during COVID. 400,000 are
1: left. I believe it. I believe it. It's not the quick fix. I like to always say it's a marathon. It's not a sprint. If you make an investment, if you come to me saying, I need the quick Kool-Aid, I need the quick answer, you know, it's all about taking a step back and setting expectations. And sometimes depending, A, like we said, (laughs) mindset, you might have to say, you know what, this might not be the proper path for you. And, you know, I always like to say, if there's, if somebody comes to you with a guarantee, (laughs) you better watch out. You better
2: run. (laughs) Well, two thoughts came to mind as I listened to the two marketers bantered back and forth, me sitting here as your lawyer shaking my head going, all typical marketers, Um, (laughs) right? But here's what I love, right? A, you get to express yourself that other people get to listen to you if and when they choose to. I think that's really cool, right? I think about my spouse. She'd like to shut me off a lot of the time, right? Well, I get to have free voice and people get to connect with that. And when I love Matt, I actually thought about when you said, hey, I run a professional financial services podcast. What I loved about that is if I'm a client, why wouldn't I want to go listen to the podcast? I don't want to go into his office. I don't want to schedule an appointment. I don't have enough time to do that. But when I'm working out, I'll listen to him and say, wow, I didn't know about cryptos. Well, I didn't know about this or that. So really, you create a brand and you become a knowledge base for people. And I think, I think that's what this podcast is, Matt. This, this will be listened to by people. They'll learn about Proud Mouth and Matt Hollering. I mean, obviously, they know in this community, the legal community, we're talking about Entrepreneurial attorneys and technology and how it impacts everything we do. And again, podcast is the number one technology, right, to get our voice out there. But big takeaway for me, and then I'll let you kind of wrap and say, just give some information about how people get a hold of you. But I, I think the key takeaway here is that it's not a quick fix. This is something that you build a library and take time with, and then. It, it builds momentum. For you. I think of it as a pipeline. Lisa, you had a comment before I wanna jump
1: around. back because man, I got so excited about your last comment. You only got the two points in. You forgot that we th- didn't get to the third. So I just wanted to give you, I think, I think I counted only two points, but I just wanted to okay. circle back to make sure if there was another thing that you wanted. Oh to man, expect. I was
0: on a roll there. I, I must've totally lost where I was thinking. I'm going to have to get back on that roll. We, we don't have enough time for that. I, I think yeah. the two points, I hope they were okay.
1: good. Okay. I just <laughs> wanted to make sure because they were really, really good. Good and I don't want our listeners to be like, oh, what was that last thing in his butt? But you know,
0: maybe they'll just have to contact me for that third point. I don't know. There maybe it was Totally. And, and how would oh they my do that? God. We,
1: I we love sure. that. I love that. So if they want our listeners want to find out more about podcasting, your nine point tactical implementation plan, and and whatnot, and you know, I honestly think that. The legal industry and the financial industry should be a great marriage. It should be a great pairing. So I think you can bring a lot of insight into that industry as well. So with that being said, how can our listeners get a hold of you?
0: Go to to our website. I know everybody always says that, but we actually have a really great website. We, we hired an amazing branding company that really helped us. So it's proudmouth.com. But most importantly, really what you should probably do is just follow me on LinkedIn. If you type in Matt Halloran on LinkedIn, I'm I'm number one, just because there aren't a lot of me out there. And on top of that, I'm really, really active. That's a great way to just continuously find out who we are and what we do. Uh, and if you want to know what we're doing in the world of, of podcasting, even though you're not financial advisors, the Top Advisor Marketing Podcast really does come up with great ideas. What works for advisors works for elder law, works for estate planning attorneys works for attorneys, guaranteed. In fact, we just signed our first attorney recently and they're like, oh my God, I should have been doing this 10 years ago. And we're like, well, yeah, of course you should have. We didn't exist 10 years ago, but they're just finding it. It's like, what they'll say all the time is this helps me reinforce my brand message. This helps me really practice my talking points, but most importantly, it scales my wisdom and gets my voice out into the marketplace. So follow me on, on LinkedIn or you can, I mean, you can literally email me, Proudmouth.com. just email me. I'm more than happy to answer any questions and guys thank you for this opportunity we want to be able to start working into different markets since this is such a symbiotic relationship with our existing client base it just seems to make a lot of sense and thanks for letting well, me talk to your audience about well, it
2: Well, matt i gotta be honest with you it goes back to my statement earlier our success in life is dependent on the six people we hang out with the most so you're one of those people I like to have on my list of people I like to hang out with. So again, I encourage other people to hang out with you and others that we introduce on these podcasts because we wouldn't do it if we didn't think it was beneficial to our listening audience. So thank you, Matt, for all you do. Love learning, continued luck, and I'm sure this won't be the last we heard from you. Thanks, guys.
1: Uh, well, thank you, everyone. And again, this is Legal Community Podcast. You can always check us out at guider.legal and click on the Legal Community Podcast button. <laughs> have a good day. Thank you for listening to the legal community podcast we'd love to
0: hear from you visit us at guider.legal for more information and please review and
1: share this show we'll see you next time